Hi everyone. Hi there. This is a pre-recorded live reading. <clears throat> so it's not live. I'm going to be reading. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm going to be reading Jeremiah 44 to 48. And we are coming now onto the home stretch of Jeremiah. If you're listening to the readings, thanks for doing that, even if it's like later on. Maybe it's even years from now. Who knows? But thank you for listening. I hope it's helpful. Should we go for it then? Jeremiah 44 to 48. This is the word of the Lord. This word came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews living in Lower Egypt in Migdol, Tapanes and Memphis and in Upper Egypt. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You saw the great disaster I brought on Jerusalem and on all the towns on Judah, of Judah. Today they lie deserted and in ruins because of the evil they've done. They provoke me to anger by burning incense and by worshipping other gods that neither they nor you nor your fathers ever knew. Again and again I sent my servants the prophets who said, do not do these detestable things that I hate, but they did not listen or pay attention. They did not turn from their wickedness or stop burning incense to other gods. Therefore, my fierce anger was poured out. It raged against the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem and made them the desolate ruins they are today. This is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel says. Why bring such great disaster on yourselves by cutting off from Judah the men and women, the children and infants, and so leave yourselves without a remnant. Why provoke me to anger with what your hands have made, burning incense to other gods in Egypt, where you have come to live? You will destroy yourselves and make yourselves an object of cursing and reproach among all the nations on earth. Have you forgotten the wickedness committed by your fathers and by the kings and queens of Judah and the wickedness committed by you and your wives in the land of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. To this day, they have not humbled themselves or shown reverence, nor have they followed my law and the decrees I set before you and your fathers. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, I'm determined to bring disaster on you and to destroy all Judah. I will take away the remnant of Judah who were determined to go to Egypt to settle there. They will all perish in Egypt. They will fall by the sword or die from famine, from the least to the greatest. They will die by sword or famine. They will become an object of cursing and of horror, of condemnation and reproach. I'll punish those who live in Egypt by, uh, with the sword, famine and plague. And I will punish, sorry, I'll punish those who live in Egypt with the sword, famine and plague as I punish Jerusalem. None of the remnants of Judah will have gone to live in Egypt. Sorry, <laughs> I keep reading it wrong. None of the remnant of Judah who have gone to live in Egypt will escape or survive to return to the land of Judah to which they long to return and live. None will return except a few fugitives. Then all the men who knew that their wives were burning incense to other gods, along with all the women who were present, a large assembly and all the people living in lower and upper Egypt said to Jeremiah, we will not listen to the message you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord. We will certainly do everything we said we would. 
will burn incense to the queen of heaven and will pour out drink offerings to her. Just as we and our fathers, our kings and our officials did in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. At that time, we had plenty of food and were well off and suffered no harm. But ever since we stopped burning incense to the queen of heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, we've had nothing and have been perishing by sword and famine. The women added, when we burnt incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings to her, did not our husbands know that we were making cakes like her image and pouring out drink offerings to her? Then Jeremiah said to all the people, both men and women who were answering him, did not the Lord remember and think about the incense burned in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem by you and your fathers, your kings and your officials and the people of the land? When the Lord could no longer enjoy your wicked actions and the detestable things you did, your land became an object of cursing and a desolate waste without inhabitants as it is today. Because you've burnt incense and have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed him or followed his law or his decrees or his stipulations, this disaster has come upon you as you now see. Then Jeremiah said to all the people, including the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah in Egypt. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have shown by your actions what you promised when you said. We will certainly carry out the vows we made to burn incense and pour drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven. Go ahead then. Do what you promised. Keep your vows. But hear the word of the Lord, all Jews living in Egypt. I swear by my great name, says the Lord, that no one from Judah living anywhere in Egypt shall ever again invoke my name or swear, as surely as the sovereign Lord lives, for I am watching over them for harm, not for good. The Jews in Egypt will perish by sword and famine until they are all destroyed. Those who escape the sword and return from the land of Judah from Egypt will be very few. Then the whole remnant of Judah who came to live in Egypt will know whose word will stand, mine or theirs. This will be the sign to you that I will punish you in this place, declares the Lord, so that you will know that my threats of harm against you will surely stand. This is what the Lord says. I'm going to hand Pharaoh, Hophra, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who seek his life, just as I handed Zedekiah, king of Judah, over to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the enemy who was seeking his life. This is what the this is what Jeremiah the prophet told Barak, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, um, king of Judah. After Barak had written a scroll, the words Jeremiah was then dictating, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, to, to you Barak. You said, woe to me, the Lord has added sorrow to my pain. I'm worn out with groaning and find no rest. The Lord said, say this to him. This is what the Lord says, I will hand, sorry, I will overthrow what I have built and uproot what I have planted throughout the land. You should then seek great things. Oh gosh, right, let me read this two verses again. The Lord said, say this to him. This is what the Lord says, I will overthrow what I have built and uproot what I have planted throughout the land. Should you then seek great things for yourself, seek them not. For I will bring disaster on all people, declares the Lord. But wherever you go, I will let you escape with your life. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the nations, concerning Egypt. 
This is the message against the army of Pharaoh Necho, the king of Egypt, which was defeated at Karkism, Karkemishim, oh, I don't know, of the Euphrates River by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. Prepare your shields, both large and small, and march out for battle. Harness the horses, mount the steeds, take your positions with helmets on, polish your spears, put on your armor. What do I see? They're terrified, they are retreating, the warriors are defeated, they flee in haste without looking back, and there's terror on every side, declares the Lord. The swift cannot flee, nor can the strong escape. In the north by the river Euphrates, they stumble and fall. Who is this that rises like the Nile, like the rivers of surging water? Egypt rises like the Nile, like the rivers of surging waters. She says, I will rise and cover the earth. I will destroy cities and their people. Charge, O horses, drive furiously, O charioteers. March on, O warriors, men of Cush and Put, who carry shields, men of Lydia, who draw the bow. But that day belongs to the Lord, the Lord Almighty, a day of vengeance for vengeance on his foes. The sword will devour till it's satisfied, till it's quenched um, its thirst with blood. For the Lord, the Lord Almighty, will offer sacrifice in the land of the north by the river Euphrates. Go up to Gilead and get balm, O virgin daughter of Egypt. But you multiply remedies in vain. There is no healing for you. The nations will hear of your shame. Your cries will fill the earth. One warrior will stumble over another, both will fall down together. This is the message the Lord spoke to Jeremiah the prophet about the coming of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, to attack Egypt. Announce this in Egypt and proclaim in Migdol. Proclaim it also in Memphis and Tapanese. Take your positions and get ready, for the sword devours those around you. Why will your warriors be laid low? They cannot stand, for the Lord will push them down. They will stumble repeatedly. They will fall over each other. They'll say, get up, let us go back to our own people and our native lands, away from the sword of the oppressor. There they'll exclaim, Pharaoh, king of Egypt is only a loud noise. He, is, uh, he has mi missed his opportunity. As surely as I live, declares the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty, one will come who's like Tabor among the mountains, like Carmel by the sea, Pack your belongings for exile, you who live in Egypt, for Memphis will be laid waste and lie in ruins without inhabitants. Egypt is a beautiful heifer, but a gadfly is coming against her from the north. The mercenaries in her ranks are like fattened calves. They too will turn and flee together. They will not stand their ground, for the day of disaster is coming upon them. The time for them to be punished Egypt will hiss like a fleeing serpent as the enemy advances in force. They will come against her with axes like men who cut down trees. They will chop down her forest, declares the Lord. Dense though it be, they are more numerous than locusts. They cannot be counted. The daughter of Egypt will be put to shame, handed over to the people of the north. The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I'm about to bring punishment on Amnon, God of Thebes, on Pharaoh, on Egypt and on her gods and her kings and those who rely on Pharaoh, I will hand them over to those who seek their lives, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon and his officers. Later, however, Egypt will be inhabited as in times past, declares the Lord. 
Do not fear, O Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, O Israel. I will surely save you out of a distant place and your descendants from the land of their exile. Jacob will again have peace and security and no one will make him afraid. Do not fear, O Jacob, my servant, for I'm with you, declares the Lord. Though I completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you, I'll not completely destroy you. I'll discipline you, but only with justice. I will not let you go entirely unpunished. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the Philistines before Pharaoh attacked Gaza. This is what the Lord says. See how the waters are rising in the north. They become an overflowing torrent. They will overflow the in sorry, they'll overflow the land and everything in it. The towns and those who live in them. The people will cry out. All who dwell in the land will wail at the sound of hooves of uh, galloping steeds, at the noise of enemy chariots and the rumble of their wheels. Fathers will not turn to help their children. Their hands will hang limp for their day has come. For the day has come to destroy all the Philistines and cut off all survivors who could help Tyre and Sidon. The Lord is about to destroy the Philistines, the remnant from the coasts of Kaftor. Gaza will shave her head in the morning. Ugh, Gaza will shave her head in morning, I should say. Ashkelon will be silenced. O remnant on the plain, how long will you cut yourselves? Ah, sword of the Lord, you cry. How long till you rest? Return to your scarboard, cease and be still. But how can it rest when the Lord has commanded it, when he's ordered it to attack Ashkelon and the coast? Concerning Moab, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Woe to Nebo, for it will be ruined. Kirithaim, it will be disgraced and captured. The stronghold will be disgraced and shattered. Moab will be praised no more. In Heshbon, men will plot her downfall. Come, let's put an end to that nation. You too, O madmen, will be silenced. The sword will pursue you. Listen to the cries of Horonaim, cries of great havoc and destruction. Moab will be broken. Her little ones will cry out. They will go up the way <clears throat> to Luhith, weeping bitterly as they go. On the road down to Horonaim, anguished cries over destruction are heard. Flee, run for your lives, become like a bush in the desert. Since you trust in your deeds and your riches, you too will be taken captive. And Chemosh will go into exile together with his priests and officials. The destroyer will come against every town and not a town will escape. The valley will be ruined and the plateau destroyed because the Lord has spoken. Put salt on Moab, for she will be laid waste. Her towns will become desolate and no one will live in them. A curse on him who is lax in doing the Lord's work. A curse on him who keeps his sword from bloodshed. Moab has been sent, sorry, Moab has been at rest from youth, like wine on its dregs, not poured from one jar to another. She's gone into exile, so she tastes as she did, and her aroma is unchanged. But days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll send men who pour from jars, and they will pour her out, and will empty her jars and smash her jugs. Then Moab will be ashamed of Chemosh, as the house of Israel was ashamed when they trusted in Bethel. How can you say we are warriors, men of valiant battle? Moab will be destroyed and her towns invaded. Her finest young men will go down in the slaughter, declares the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty. 
The fall of Moab is at hand. Her calamity will come quickly. Mourn for her, all who live around her, all who know her fame. Say, how broken is the mighty scepter, how broken the glorious staff. Come down from your glory and sit on the parched ground, O inhabitants of the daughter of Dibon. For he who destroys Moab will come up against you and ruin your fortified cities. Stand by the road and watch, you who live in Aurora. Ask the man fleeing and the woman escaping. Ask them what has happened. Moab disgraced, is disgraced, for she is shattered. Wail and cry out, announced by the Arnon, that Moab is destroyed. Judgment has come to the plateau, to Holan, Jaza and Metha, to Dibon, Nebo and Beth, Diblathim, to Kiriathim, Beth Gamul and Beth Mion, to Kirioth and Bosra, to all the towns of Moab, far and near. Moab's horn is cut off, her arm is broken, declares the Lord. Make her drunk, for she has defiled the Lord. Let Moab wallow in her vomit. Let her be an object of ridicule. Was not Israel the object of your ridicule? Was she caught among thieves, that you shake your head in scorn whenever you speak of her? Abandon your towns and dwell among the rocks, you who live in Moab. Be like a dove that makes its nest at the mountain, at the mouth of a cave. We've heard of Moab's pride, her overweening pride and conceit, her pride and arrogance and the haughtiness of her heart. I know her insolence, but it's futile, declares the Lord. All her boasts accomplish nothing. Therefore, I will wail over Moab. For all Moab, I cry out. I moan for the men of Ker, Harasheth. I weep for you as Jazir weeps. O vines of Sibma, your branches spread as far as the sea. They reach as far as the Sea of Jazer. The destroyer has fallen on your ripened fruit and grapes. Joy and gladness are gone. Um, from the orchards of the fields and fields of Moab, I have stopped the flow of wine from the presses. No one treads them with shouts of joy. Although there are shouts, they are not shouts of joy. The sound of their cries rises from Heshbon to Aliela and Jahaz from Zor as far as Horonaim and Eglath Shelishia. For even the waters of Nimrim are dried up. In Moab I'll put an end to those who make offerings on the high places and burn incense to their gods, declares the Lord. So my heart laments for Moab like a flute. It laments like a flute for the men of Ker Haraseth. The wealth is the wealth they acquired is gone. Every head is shaved, every beard cut off, every head is slashed, every waist is covered with sackcloth. On the roofs in Moab and in the public squares, there's nothing but mourning, for I've broken Moab like a jar that no one wants, declares the Lord. How shattered she is, how they wail, how Moab turns her back in shame. Moab has become an object of ridicule, an object of horror to all those around her. This is what the Lord says, look, an eagle is swooping down, spreading its wings over Moab. Kerioth will be captured and the strongholds taken. In that day, the hearts of Moab's warriors will be like the heart of a woman in labor. Moab will be destroyed as a nation because she defied, def, she defied the Lord. Terror and pit and snare await you, O people of Moab, declares the Lord. Whoever flees from the terror will fall into a pit. Whoever climbs out of the pit will be caught in a snare, for I will bring upon Moab the year of her punishment, declares the Lord. In the shadow of Heshbon, the fugitives stand helpless. 
for a fire is gone out from Heshbon, a blaze from the midst of Sihon. It burns the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of the noisy boasters. Woe to you, O Moab, the people of Chemosh are destroyed. Your sons are taken into exile and your daughters into captivity. Yet I will restore the fortunes of Moab in days to come, declares the Lord. Here ends judgment. Here ends the judgment on Moab. So we know this. It says in the Bible that judgment begins with the people of God. And we've had a lot of that in Jeremiah. But now the Lord is looking at the other nations, the surrounding nations, the pagan world. And it's not like he ignores them. He comes to judge them as well. And uh, and yeah, and it's serious, isn't it? It's just as serious. Um, yeah, so if he judges um, his people, you know, seriously, he will also judge the pagan world as well. He doesn't forget about them. Um, but whenever God, you've got to remember this, whenever he sends a prophet to say God is angry, you've got to have Nineveh in your mind, you know, Jonah and Nineveh. Jonah knows that if he tells them God is angry, they might repent and that God intends for them to repent. Um, and that's the same here, you know, in Moab and Egypt. He, yeah, gets Jeremiah to declare this to the nations that they would repent. And, you know, think Sunday night services in Gabalva. It is really just that, you know, it's looking at the nations and saying, look, you've got to come to Jesus. He is angry, but he God is angry, but Jesus can take that away. He has done on the cross. Just receive it. Yeah, cool. So there we go. We, we're almost there. As I said, we've only now got, I think, three more chapters. So I think two more readings of two chapters each. I, I think that's what it is. So, yeah, we're getting there. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. See you soon.